It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. You know, I'm the talent. Right, of course. Except I'm the talent. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Lofting one, end zone incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the 10. Prior to the pass, holding number 24. Defense. Butker up, got it. Hurts has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. There's the call from last night on Fox. Kevin Burkhart. Super Bowl 57 going to Kansas City as they pull off the win over the Philadelphia Eagles with that field goal, time nearly expiring. Good clock management after that big penalty flag that you heard there in the montage. I know Philadelphia sports fans are going to be whining about that forever, which is on brand for them. I was rooting for Kansas City. I'd picked the Eagles to win, especially when I thought that Patrick Mahomes was hurt, and he was gimpy a little bit in that first half, and then he just put into another gear and went out there and won the game for his team. So I was happy. Sorry to all the Philly sports fans that I've called criminals for the last two weeks, but you can lick your wounds. Had a very good season, but they had not faced a level of competition in the NFC playoffs that they were going to then face in the Super Bowl, as they learned last night. Now, look, on the penalty flag, we were watching it at our neighbor's house. They had a little Super Bowl party, a lot of fun. My mind was still reeling from the Northwestern upset basketball victory earlier in the day, so I was distracted tweeting about that. But I was watching the Super Bowl relatively closely, and especially toward the end as it was a really close game, I was riveted. Ugh, I mean, that that to me is even as someone who is actively against the Eagles and someone who delights in the frustration and consternation and pain of Philadelphia sports fans, I will admit that is ticky-tack. To have a game not fully decided, but somewhat substantially decided on a penalty call like that, I think is too bad. Because you can make the call that, yes, there was maybe his hand was there, a little bit of a grab. The ball was way over his head. And look, even if the flag hadn't come down, that doesn't mean that the Eagles win the game. I think some people are just jumping to that conclusion, like, oh, bad flag, unfair, Eagles robbed, the Chiefs wouldn't have won without it. No, I think that there are very good arguments that the Chiefs were going to win that game either way. Where they were on the field, the decisions that would have come next, but you just, you never know. So it was, if not a game-deciding flag, like I'm not saying it was totally decisive, it was very, very impactful on the conclusion, which you don't love to see. It's one thing if it's flagrant, 
and you have to throw the flag because it was a clear penalty. That one was, I would say, at best borderline. So a lot of people are arguing about that today. Look, the Eagles were the better team in the first half. KC much better in the second half, and they won the game. So congratulations to the Chiefs and their fans. And I don't really have much more to say beyond that. I know, Dan, you're a huge sports fan. Do you think that the call was egregious, unforgivable? Is is it getting overblown in the overall sports-related discourse around the game? I think it's getting a little overblown. I mean, it's tough at the end of a game like that where it's so close just to come down to a call like that for most fans and people watching the game. And it kind of mars it a little bit. But, you know, both teams played great. And for it to come down to that, I it was a hold to me. But, you know, if it's not called all game, why call it towards the end there? It makes absolutely no sense. And just to have that come down to that was um, unfortunate. But it was a really exciting game, uh, high scoring. Uh, they came out, the Chiefs came out, got that touchdown to Travis Kelsey. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> they're not going to be able to guard Kelsey this entire game. And then they got a little stagnant. I don't know what was said in the Chiefs locker room at halftime, but whatever it was, it must have fired them up something else because they came out and looked great in the second half. Yeah, Andy Reid might have uh, had a thing or two to say. He was invited to waddle to the platform by Terry Bradshaw on the postgame. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said that. But, yeah, I mean, look, if they had been calling a really tight game with anything approaching an, infra- an infraction or the, a hand in a place where it wasn't supposed to be, if that's the way the officials have been calling it, then you just say, look, those are the breaks. They were being consistent. I think the problem was they were letting the guys play for the most part, as it should be in the Super Bowl for right. four quarters. And then at the very end, in such an important spot to have the yellow laundry come down on the field and, you know, the automatic first down at that point, I mean, it's... I can understand why there's going to be people talking about it for a while, but you're not taking the championship trophy away from Kansas City, that's for sure. They won it fair and square, Chiefs Super Bowl champions, and again, hats off to them. Now, those people who are not necessarily sports fans, like, not to feed into a stereotype, but at our party last night, most of the women in the house were gathered in the kitchen chatting through most of the football game. At one point, one of the moms came up and looked at the screen, and she gasped, and she said, oh, my gosh, Red is losing? Referring to the Chiefs at the time. (laughs) But everyone came into the living room area to watch with great interest at halftime because everyone wanted to see the Super Bowl halftime spectacular. It's always something that people enjoy or at least talk about. It was Rihanna. Now, we had been promised, I think, a special guest, a surprise guest which we did not get until we learned that the surprise guest was Rihanna's baby because she's pregnant again. And she looked like she was pregnant, but we weren't sure if we should say that. The women were more openly discussing it. The men were like, oh, you know, I don't don't want to speculate. I thought the visuals were kind of cool with the floating platforms. Lots of jokes being made about balloons and things being blown out of the sky for obvious reasons. And I'll also say she has a ton of hits. It was just hit after hit after hit from Rihanna. A lot of which date back to my time even like in college. Umbrella was a huge hit my senior year. And of course that song made an appearance as it had to. Now, was the choreography all that involved on her part? Were there too many pre-recorded backup vocals? People had all their different complaints. 
Some people saying it was one of the worst they've ever seen. Other people were like, oh, my gosh, she totally crushed it. What a queen. What an icon. I was sort of like, yeah, this is fine. It looked pretty cool. I don't expect them to be singing every single word live. I don't know. Maybe that's a low expectation. That's a sort of what I assume. I thought it looked different and, and interesting, and there were a lot of famous songs. And then, yeah, at the end, she, I guess, and her team revealed officially that she is having another baby. So thrilled for her. Sorry for this milk toast take. Like, this is not a hot take. It's not a cold take. It was just like, yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was fine. It wasn't, I wouldn't put it as one of my favorite of all time. I thought last year's was awesome with all the rappers. I thought Prince in the Rain was unbelievable. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I mean, I just love their music, so I was very into that. Just a straightforward performance. And then, yes, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I love the Katy Perry halftime show in terms of the sensational show that she put on. Like, surreal. And Lady Gaga was also really good. Like, there have been some excellent ones. I thought Rihanna was kind of in the middle. And I don't know if that if that's going to get me a bunch of angry responses from people who have very strong feelings one way or the other. Christine, do we have a strong feeling? I absolutely loved the halftime show. I could understand why people thought it wasn't as exciting as maybe they had hoped for, but uh, she looked very, very pregnant. And I just think that's so badass that she could do what she did. I mean, look how high up she was. Just that alone. Um, I I loved every single minute of it. I was singing along at my Super Bowl party. And, yeah, I, I, I would say top five for me. Okay, I mean, fair enough. The commercials, usually everyone has a big debate about which commercials were great, which ones were terrible, which ones were funny. I've seen a ridiculous amount of discourse around the the Christianity ad, the One of Us Jesus ad, where I know some very conservative Christians think that organization is too liberal, and then a bunch of liberal activists and journalists are saying, actually, this is a fascist organization that's trying to ban abortion. Like, that became so political, even though the whole point of the ad was to love your enemy and not to hate people that you disagree with. People clearly missed the memo on that and devolved into a typical sort of ideological food fight. But because, as I mentioned before, I wasn't really focused on every second of the telecast as I typically am, although I did catch the Gutfeld ad right before the halftime show. I was on my phone. I was reading and tweeting about the Northwestern game. I wasn't really paying attention to the ads. So people are raving about, like, the Ben Affleck ad, I guess, for Dunkin' Donuts. Didn't see it. Missed it completely. I just, I just didn't see it. A few of them I chuckled at. They also release almost all of them before the game now. So they're all on YouTube. So you've seen some of the buzz before they, quote unquote, surprise you on the air. So that takes some of the luster away from it as well, at least as far as I'm concerned. All right, we're out of time. There's so much more to get to tomorrow being Valentine's Day. Reminder, by the way, fellas, (laughs) tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Uh, Christine has an interesting Valentine's Day story that we'll probably get to on tomorrow's broadcast. But for now, we are out of time. Got to go get ready for Special Report, which is coming up later on in the next hour on Fox News Channel. Hope to see you there on the panel right around quarter of 7 Eastern time. 
And then back here on the radio tomorrow, same time, same place, as always, thank you for listening. It's The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show, Valentine's Day edition. Love that you're all here. GuyBensonShow.com is the website. Podcast always free. Catch me on Kennedy tonight in the 7 p.m. Eastern Time Hour, Fox Business Network. So, kind of a cool thing happened over the weekend. Mary Catherine Ham, my best friend, came over to the house, and we were on a Zoom call together with someone who had bid on and won an hour-long Zoom call with us as part of a fundraiser for a charitable organization that builds houses for American troops and veterans. It's a great cause. I was asked to participate in this fundraiser and have that option out there, and I was honored to do it. And the person with the high winning bid turned out to be a huge fan of this show. And not just any fan of this show, she lives far away. I would venture to say she might be our most devoted, forest-flung fan at the Guy Benson Show, a woman named Asha who lives in India. And she listens basically to every single show that we do. So when she saw on social media that we were auctioning off this Zoom call, she's like, hey, that's something I can do. Would love to virtually meet Guy and Mary Catherine. And so she put the bid in and she won. And the money went, of course, as I mentioned, to that really worthy cause. So you never know who's going to show up on the other end of this virtual meeting. And she was absolutely delightful. And she also clearly is someone who listens a lot to the show based on the references she was making. She was drinking a Coke Zero and eating peanut M&Ms, knowing that I'm a fan of both. I, in case you were curious, was drinking a long drink. So was Mary Catherine. So it was all very on brand. And I asked her, how on earth did you end up stumbling across the Guy Benson show? And the answer was, through social media, she got turned on to Fox News through Tucker. Started watching Tucker. Then started watching, I guess, on satellite, streaming, Fox Nation, whatever avenue she has in India. Started expanding her Fox News footprint watching other shows, and really began to enjoy Special Report with Brett Baer. And, of course, I do that panel with some regularity, so she caught me on the show a few times, and they would promote our show when I was introduced, so she decided to do some digging and find us, and the rest is history. And she began listening about, it sounds like, two years ago. So... By no means is she a brand new listener, but she wasn't listening from the very beginning in the OG days of Benson and Harf. But when we were chatting, she asked me if I would record a little video on my phone, just like filming the screen on my laptop computer, because she had a message to say hello to the rest of our team. Very sweet. Cut 30. I'm with Guy Benson and Mary. I just want to say hi to all of you. I love listening to the show, especially Homestretch from India. I'm a big fan of Cookie, YY, and Dan, and you guys are like a family to me now. Cookie, she's got all the parlance down. And Christine, at one point in this conversation, because we had an hour together, I said, do you have any questions about the show? Since you listen so often, sometimes people are curious about certain things. Would you like to know what her very first question was? 
<laughs> I'm scared, but yes, I do. Her very first question was, I went looking and searching through the archives to find the meaning of this. I couldn't get it. I didn't understand what happened to Cookie's Pony. It was a carousel question, and I had to tell her what happened. In a very disturbing answer to that simple question, she now knows the truth about what you did as a young girl to your pony who you rejected and had killed. So that was her number one most burning question. It was a carousel question, and that was absolutely highly amusing to me. Mary Catherine cracked up as well, and hopefully my answer was uh, sufficient. So... Christine, you are an international celebrity. I have to tell you that. It's very important that you and the rest of the team understand that. And uh, Asha is evidence for that. What a wonderful conversation. What a great cause. And Asha, I'm quite confident you're listening. So hello from halfway across the world. Thank you for listening. Thank all of you for listening. No matter where you are, every day, 3 to 6 Eastern Time, podcast free every day if that's an option for you. See you on Kennedy tonight. Back on the radio tomorrow. It's the Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on this Wednesday on the Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day. So yesterday was Valentine's Day. We didn't really have much time for an extended home stretch because we had Senator Rubio here live in the segment immediately preceding it. And so we didn't even touch on our Valentine's Day plans at all yesterday. But I think many a listener is curious about what the team here did for that holiday, which to me is just a totally made-up commercial ploy. And I'm actually somewhat romantic and can be at least as a person, but Valentine's Day to me is just a recipe for overpaying for things for no good reason. But it is what it is. You're romantic? What is happening? What do you mean? You You think you're a romantic person? I think to some extent I am. Interesting. I just, I just would never describe you as that. Well, I mean, do you recall how I proposed to Adam? I do. I do. I, I, I'm in awe. Is that not romantic? Yeah, that was. That was a good one. Okay. So, like, I like certain gestures and little things and words of affirmation. I don't like going to the grocery store and buying an overpriced heart-shaped box of chocolates and insanely expensive red roses on one day a year that's just made up. To me, that's not romantic. That's like a grift. It's a giant societal grift is what it is. Well, that's the spirit right there. That's the Guy Benson I know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm right. And, well, okay, since since you're challenging me on this, uh, let's, let's get to you and your Valentine's Day, Christine. Um, I know that you had a very, very nice setup for your daughter with lots of elaborate decorations and gifts and that sort of thing. So that's exciting, and I'm sure she appreciated it. And a lot of the photos looked good, and I know many of your friends misinterpreted the photo and thought Bobby had done that for you and were giving Bobby all the credit for something that you had done, in fact, for your daughter. So that was, you were aggrieved by that, correct? 
Yeah, a lot of people were saying, I, you know, obviously I'm going to post it on social media because I thought it looked really cool and I, you know, worked hard on all of this. And then everybody was saying, oh, my God, Bobby's so romantic. Like, that's amazing. You have such a great husband. His mother called, his sister called him saying, like, that was so sweet, Bobby. And I was like, are you kidding me? I did all of that. He did not. Yeah, and it wasn't for him. It wasn't for you. It was for your daughter. Of course. Cupid came. Yeah. It's like Santa, Cupid. but Cupid comes. Yeah, I just, it, it doesn't make sense. She's what, nine? Yeah. What's, what do you mean do you it doesn't want, make do sense? Do you want Cupid? Do you want Cupid coming for your nine-year-old? It's just like a thing. Like the leprechaun's obviously going to come for St. Patrick's Day. And the bunny comes for Easter. You know, yeah. it's just like a cute little There are going to be so many things you're going to have to tell her aren't real after promising her they are real and lying to her. So, I mean, all of that nuclear fallout from your lies to your child is something that you'll deal with (laughs) in the coming years. But more importantly, Christine, you had asked your husband not to do anything elaborate for you for Valentine's Day because you strike me as the type of gal who expects a very expensive gesture from the husband on Valentine's Day because you are very much like the mark of the grift of Valentine's Day. But this year, you had gone out of your way to not in the head fake way, like, oh, don't get me anything, where sometimes guys in particular will take that literally and not do anything, and then you'll be mad. Like, I didn't mean it literally not to do something. That's not what the game was this year. This year, you really didn't want him spending a lot of money on something elaborate because... You had already spent an enormous amount of money on a gift to yourself. I mean, speaking of made-up things, uh, tell us what the whole deal was this year and why you earnestly asked your husband to not make any grand romantic gestures for Valentine's Day. Yes, he did say, like, you know, let's let's think about what you would want for Valentine's Day. Where do you want to go to dinner? And I, being so kind, because I had um, put money down on something that is going to be pricey next month said to Bobby hold off don't get me gifts let's not do dinner you know we don't have to go out it's fine we can stay home and cook and he felt that was a trap and it wasn't because I I am doing something next month that is very expensive so I figured I'll make that my Valentine's gift like sometimes I'll buy things and then I'll be like oh just don't worry about that that's my Mother's Day gift I think a lot of women do that Now, Bobby, poor Bobby, he still did get me something on Valentine's Day because he was too scared to not have something. He thought it was a trap. He thought it was a trap, a reasonable conclusion and suspicion. But before— As like an insurance policy, he got you something nice, and then you informed him that you'd already spent a ton of your money on something else? Well, can— know if this is nice or not i mean i guess it's practical but um so as you know i'm a woman of a certain age and sometimes at not (laughs) sometimes at night i when i'm sleeping i'm very hot and some might say it's called hot flashes oh boy and (laughs) bobby for valentine's day bought me this like it's like a reverse vacuum thing that you put under the sheets and it (laughs) blows cool air on you all night (laughs) and he thought this was like a nice valentine's day gift for me and i'm like wait what is this for he's like you know when you get hot and then megan goes mommy daddy said for your hot flashes 
Wow, this is I'm there's so much that I'm learning here. First of all, of course, somehow yet another vacuum related product has been purchased for this damn household. I, this is like the 17th, I think, in the last two years. So that blows me away. Secondly, does it work? It actually does. The past, like, because he he gave it to me early, so like over the weekend. So we've, yeah, it does. It, it actually does sounds work. pretty awesome. Actually, <laughs> like I want one. Have you been sleeping better because of it? I have, and it's remote control, and it's also an app on my phone, so you could put like the temperature. You can say how <laughs> um, much like quick you want the fan or whatever. But like the reasoning why he got it, I don't. I don't know if that's very romantic. Maybe that's why I have a little chip on my shoulder right now about what's romantic and what's not. Except it sounds like it's probably not inexpensive, and it was something that you needed based on a professed need, and it's something that works and is helping you sleep better. So what I'm hearing from this is a very thoughtful gift. I just don't know. Like, Valentine's Day to me screams like, Flowers, cards, candy, jewelry. Let's say it all together now. Jewelry. Yeah, but so so cards you throw away after two days. Candy, gone after a few days. Flowers, die after a few days. This is something that will help you sleep for months or years to come. Well, you're wrong about that because I have kept every single card. I have a box that Bobby has ever given me since the day we started dating. So I do like cards. Okay. I think they're sentimental. You go back, you read them on the regular? on the regular but as you know what my mom said she goes you collect all that in a box so then when when you go megan has to clean it out i'm like oh my thank you mother that's the spirit yeah i mean judgy joyce is a realist and she just speaks the truth so often but christine we only have so much time left here but do you see how i'm avoiding i do what was the big ticket item if you can call it that that you were spending all this money on that made you try to preemptively not get a gift from Bobby because you wanted basically permission or at least forgiveness for spending all this money on yourself on a little side project. I don't know what to call it. Little uh, little fantasy deal. I am a. Li- it's not a fantasy. It's reality. I'm a little worried about saying it. I just need you as my best friend to like really not put bad energy out there once I say this. Okay. No, I don't agree because the energy is bad and it's a dumb idea. I am going to have a 90-minute session with, like, a celebrity medium next month. I'm not going to tell you who. I'm not going to tell you the exact date because I have to, like, mentally prepare for this. And it's real. It is really expensive. But this person is legit, has worked in crime cases. Like, I'm very very excited so i didn't want bobby to spend any more money because this was a chunk of money hundreds of dollars yep for 90 minutes mm-hmm. that's quite a business model and i said this off the air i'll say it on the air we got to get you back into church christine with and like as you were telling me oh you know I have to have cleansed energy. I do. The day that it happens. I don't want to be overly offensive, but it just strikes me as an insane. Like, how about this? Send me the hundreds of dollars, and I'll do some, uh, like, Ouija board made-up stuff for you, and I'll keep the money. (laughs) Um, I don't think so. And this is different than, like, my Times Square psychic. This is somebody... And by the way, I do have church in my life. I don't go to church every week, but like my daughter's in Catholic. Wait, hang on, Christine. Christine, hang on, hang on. I'm 
I'm being informed of something. It is from a dearly beloved who has passed. I'm getting a few little remnants of energy from them. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're telling me something don't, don't shocking. They are telling me something shocking, and I, I'm because we're so close, Christine. I'm willing to let you know what it is, but it's going to cost you. Do you have Venmo, guy? This is what I asked you politely not to do when I first brought this up. Remember? Okay, fine. It's your choice. You'll never know what Carousel's telling me. <gasps> oh my God! I didn't even think about Carousel coming in. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about humans. I want. Neither I did know. I. And then it then it just you know. I started tingling in my toes and my fingers, and <laughs> was that was that the pony? <laughs> the ghost of Carousel. Okay, see, this is why it guys, sounds like a goat. Kind guys, of. this is very important to me. Can we put Wyatt on? Wyatt will get understand. Oh yeah, let's let's bring in Wyatt to save Christine on this one. Go ahead, Wyatt. Christine, I just the things that I would rather do with that money. I mean, think of you could send that to a charity. And you could do good. I don't know what what this is is gonna do. Or no, hang on. She doesn't care about that. You have to do something that will actually affect her thinking. Forget the charity, Christine. Jewelry. You were just talking about jewel. Think about what those hundreds of dollars could look. How beautiful and glimmering a new piece of jewelry on a necklace could look. You could get compliments around the office. I mean, that's that's how you have to sell it to Christine. Why? Well, hold. I don't say I'm not charitable because I am a charitable person. I definitely do send money to charity. I I think this is honestly something that's going to like alleviate things in my head and my brain that have been bothering me. That's a I, long list, Christine. I think you should think about being a little more supportive. Just just think about it. And I'm going to tell you the day after when I get on air and tell you everything and how mm. amazing this was, you're you're going to want that number. I'm just getting one. I'll tell you one thing. I just got this in a vision directly from the big golden corral in the sky. I, I can't give you the revelations because you haven't paid. And that's, you know, that's my business model. But Carousel did say this. <laughs> She did say that. You get that one for free. That's your little tease. You can call me now for your free reading after the show because we're done. (laughs) Back here tomorrow. God knows what tomorrow will bring on The Guy Benson Show. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Home stretch. Guy Benson Show on this Thursday. Although for me, it's kind of Friday. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. I'll be off for a couple of shows back a little past the midway point of next week. So we'll fill you in on all of that when I'm back. We'll have some great guest hosts here, including at least one brand new option. A name that you know very well on the show. I believe trying his hand at guest hosting for the first time ever. I'm really excited to see how that goes next week. So stay tuned for all of that. GuyBensonShow.com is our website, podcast free every day, whether I'm here or not, plus bonus Benson on the weekends. I saw this story, and it's very sweet. Speaking about someone who is not past her prime at 50, which was more than half a century ago for her. Remember Sister Jean? If you're a college sports fan at all, a couple of years back, there was that magical run 
all the way to the final four, if I'm not mistaken, for Loyola Chicago, small school on the north side of Chicago. And their biggest super fan, Sister Jean, a nun at Loyola, was at all of the games wearing that Rambler red and gold. And she was almost like their good luck charm. She is now 103. Bless her soul. At 103, she is publishing her very first book, a memoir about faith and basketball. Just awesome. So I hope that does well. Get those royalties, Sister Jean. That's awesome. Now, speaking of winning basketball on the north side and northern suburbs of Chicago, cut 26. Looking, working, driving inside. Hook is good. 2.7 to go. Hood Shafino for the win. Off the rim. Northwestern. Ooh, boo, booey. With two seconds left, beating the Indiana Hoosiers for my Northwestern Wildcats last night at Welsh Ryan Arena. Kind of a scary game. Cats had a huge first half and then almost gave it away in the second half, but no. Point guard, number zero, Boo Booey would have none of it. Scored the last four points for the Cats, and they beat Indiana. The fourth win against a ranked team for Northwestern. That's the first time it's happened in program history. They're at 10-5 and five in the Big Ten, and again, if you don't care about college basketball, I'm sorry, but I am so fired up about this. 10-5 and five in the Big Ten, and I would say at this point, according to many of the experts, now a lock for the NCAA tournament, which we've only made once ever in school history as a member of the Big Ten Conference, and I just don't even know what to do with myself. I'm starting to absolutely clear out a couple dates in mid-March when it comes to my calendar. Team came out of nowhere. One of the broadcasters in the Purdue game on Sunday, number one team in the country, Northwestern, took him down at home, made a very funny point, which was the only experts who didn't pick Northwestern to finish 13th in the conference, 13th place in the conference, were the ones who picked them to finish 14th. <laughs> And as of today, at least, they sit alone as number two in the conference with five regular season games left to go. Who knows what will happen over that final stretch? We're always looking over our shoulder for another shoe to drop as Northwestern fans. But, man, this has been fun. Sweeping the state of Indiana, Purdue, and then Indiana twice this season has been a real delight, especially with all the whining from their fans. Oh, yeah, the refs, the refs. Yeah, that's... Northwestern never gets calls. <laughs> yeah, that's a big conspiracy among the Big Ten refs to uh, help Northwestern. Sure. Okay, sure, guys. But, uh, look, it's been fun as a fan. And fingers crossed, toes crossed that things continue to go well. People remain healthy, knock on wood, and we'll see what madness lies ahead. But it's been just a hell of a journey already. So before I go off on this trip, I just had to put that out there. I'm going to actually miss a game over the weekend. Tough matchup with Iowa. We don't match up well with Iowa. So we'll see what happens against the Hawkeyes. But, look, I got the platform. I bleed purple. It's been a rough couple of football and basketball seasons, so thank you for indulging me. Although someone who apparently does not want to indulge any of this is Quiet Wyatt. Because Dan and I on the planning call today went off on a tangent about college basketball, and Wyatt just uh, chimed in negative Nancy over here. Wyatt, what was your 
little hot take for the team? I just don't like basketball. I think it's a stupid sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And why do you say that? I don't know. I just think out of all the sports there are to play and be a part of, I just think that that basketball is kind of boring and it's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to say basketball players are not talented because they are, but I think it gets to a point where it's like you got a small court and you have these players that go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and they just keep scoring baskets, scoring baskets. And it's kind of like who could get to the higher number first, but it's like, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem as exciting as maybe some other games or other other uh, sports out there. Wow. Mm. Okay, so let me ask this and be honest. Is there any sort of height issue here, Wyatt, that you're objecting to? <laughs> no. See, like to me, it's like I would never want to play that sport because it's not like a. Well, you get like you get th- swatted on every shot. I think. Is, <laughs> yeah, is this but what I'm hearing. To me, it's just like even if I was taller and like. A talented athlete it just wouldn't it just doesn't seem like a fun sport so here's the thing nba basketball i don't watch and don't care about at all and they play no defense and i'm just not into it like it is what it is i like other sports in the pro realm to me there is a real difference in nba basketball and college basketball I think they play harder in college basketball. There's way more talent in the NBA, obviously, and the amazing plays and all of that. Like, the talent's off the charts. It just doesn't do it for me. I like the grittiness of college basketball, the hard play. Northwestern this year is really good defensively. Like, they're holding a lot of these teams in, like, the 50s and 60s. They play tough every possession. I like that. I also like, and this comes to my question, the atmosphere of college hoops especially in some of these like old buildings or you know, smaller buildings where it's just like loud and intense and you've got the pep band going and sometimes it gets so noisy you can't really hear yourself think and it's just an incredible environment. Have you ever, Wyatt, attended a big-time college basketball game where the crowd was really amped up? Have you had that experience? No, and I never intend to. Okay, wow. So I just think that you might have a different opinion if you lived through that experience, even once. Like, I remember I had a friend come and visit me when I was living in Chicago. I was out of school by that point, and Northwestern was having, by our standards, a decent year. Not an NCAA tournament year, because we almost never have that, uh, but it was they were competitive. And we had a ranked team in, I think it actually might have been Purdue, and she is not a sports fan at all. She doesn't care. But she was visiting me. We had a game. I took her to the game with my friends. And it was a packed arena, back and forth, fun environment, loud. We pulled the upset. And at the end, and she got really into it, yelling and screaming in ways that I was not expecting from her. At the end of the game, she's just like, I need to rest. She's like, I am exhausted. I feel like I've just gone through a marathon of something. She was like, I cannot believe how fun that was. I think you should just maybe experience it and see if you might dislike the magic of college basketball less than you would think. I, I'm just putting that out there. I, I don't know. The other thing that kind of like just I don't understand is like I get if you, you're you in college and you're, you're in the group of people and you're the rah, rah, rah. But like to me it's like I have a hard time getting invested if I don't know the people on the team. Like, to me, that is another issue I have where it's like I can't be bothered to watch something 
if I'm not actively, you know, like friends or I know someone that's on the team, I feel like that's kind of like, you know, because I would go to the to in high school, all the, the soccer and baseball and, you know, football games. And like I knew the people. So I was invested in that way. But like, I don't know, I would, I would find it very hard to go and watch a game and, and get crazy <laughs> over a game and over, with, with players that I do not know at all. Now, I feel like with crazy for you, it would be like the occasional golf clap. He'd be like, whoa, he's really losing his mind over there. He looked up from the Wall Street Journal, which he has in the stands, and he golf clapped. Like, that's my view. Like, you're not jumping up and down on defensive possessions, screaming yourself hoarse. That's not really what I would envision. But that is what I would envision, of course, from our resident massive sports fan, Christine, uh, who, of course, knows sports, loves sports, uh, spends all of her time blogging and tweeting about sports. Right, Christine? So I wonder what you think about uh, some of these comments from Quiet Wyatt, frankly, these hateful comments about basketball calling it stupid. I can understand where he's coming from because I, too, felt that way about football. But I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to agree with you here, Guy. I think that Wyatt needs to get to a game. Now, I've never been to a basketball game. So, why, why you and I can do this together. But I have to say, once Guy and I went to the 49ers game for Monday Night Football and I got to see it live, it was so much fun that it's not that I necessarily am like a diehard football fan, but I can actually sit down now and watch with Bobby and respect why he wants to sit all day on a Sunday and watch football. Plus, there's beer and soft pretzels and hot dogs. I mean, you can't go wrong. (laughs) And people watching, and especially if it's a big game and it's a good game, just the energy that gets flowing, it kind of just, like, flows through you. Even if you're not a huge fan of either team, it's just fun, at least for me. I know we all have fun our different ways, whether it's, being a hardcore sports fan or, you know, doing balloon animals. I mean, we've got all sorts of different ways to channel fun. Dan, I'll give you the last word since you actually are the other sports fan here. I just thought this was a fascinating take because, to me, basketball is one of the most exciting because it's fast-paced. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of just, like, quickness to it. I love the NBA and college basketball. College basketball probably more. But to go to an NBA game and see how big these guys are and how quick they move and just can score. I mean, I I hit six feet when I was like 11 or 12. So I started playing basketball. They like forced me to play basketball. So I love the game. But I just think Wyatt needs to give it a chance and like go there and see it and feel the energy, especially with college basketball, like you had said. It's just so electric when you're there with the students. And then the NBA is kind of the same way, but it's just – Awesome to see also. I just think Wyatt's feeling himself a little bit today. I mean, he on the on the planning call, he's going off on Don Lemon, going off on basketball. YY's got some stuff to say today. So we let him say it, but we're out of time. Gotta run. Back here tomorrow for a new edition of the Guy Benson Show. I'll be gone. Back next week, midway through the week. We have some great guest hosts, as I said. Podcast available every day on demand, GuyBensonShow.com. I leave you in very good hands and also Christine's. Talk to you very soon. Have a great night. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.